Hello and welcome to Infinite Scale, the ultimate podcast for MSP owners. My name is Lara Prasco and I'll be your host for this podcast. The topic for today is something close to all of our hearts, the importance of free time. Speaking with us today is MSP industry expert, James Vickery. James is a leading influencer in the global MSP community and has the key to building successful IT service teams. He is the author of Infinite Scale, the ultimate guide for growing your MSP, and the founder and CEO of Benchmark 365, a white label help desk partner for managed service providers that has deep expertise in cloud, hardware, software, and IT support services. If anyone knows how to manage their time in a busy MSP environment, it's James. So today we'll be discussing the ongoing challenges MSPs have when it comes to managing their time, creating systems that enable free time. It's well known in the industry that MSP business owners and team operators are always short of time. They run busy teams, demanding customers, multiple systems, and complex IT environments for their customers. So I suppose without further ado, I'll say hello to you, James. How are you today? I'm doing great, Lara. Awesome. And James, tell us, why do you think MSP business owners struggle to allocate free time for themselves? Yeah, look, I think um, MSP owners in particular are driven by distraction. There's just so many things to keep an eye on. Um, if you're still, for example, doing technical work, then you're keeping an eye on tickets. Maybe you've got alerts coming in. Um, really, others are kind of dictating your time. It's transactional and and it's kind of um, you're getting interrupted multiple times per day, sometimes multiple times at night and on the weekend. It's really hard to get a fix on you know, kind of a time frame to work on more important things like sales and marketing. Yep. And why why is building time freedom such an important concept for MSP business? And why should they prioritize this in their growth strategy? Well, they're not making any more of it. Um, you know, we all have the same amount of minutes every day. Um, that, that that's just the reality. That's the that's the ultimate leveler, isn't it? Me, mm. you, everyone else, we've all got the same number of minutes in a day. And I guess the difference between a, you know, a growing and successful MSP and one that's sort of struggling a little bit is that the growing and successful one tends, tends to be better at leverage. And leverage is where you utilize others' time to get your initiatives completed um, or where you utilize things like software and automation to free up your time as well. Yep, absolutely. And so with... With the, a couple of those points that you mentioned around either software or getting other people to free up your time, what and why is this such a common challenge for MSPs? And is it just particular to MSP sector or is it small business in general? I think all small businesses struggle with time. I think I think all human beings struggle with time. Let's let's call a spade a spade. It's 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 often very difficult to figure out what the priorities are in life. And in particular, though, I think with MSPs. We are, you know, the kind of people that want to help. So we want to help our customers and we want to, um, we want to um, come up with sort of new ideas and ways that we can help people. And we tend to go through these, these cycles where maybe we don't have a lot of sales going on. And so we put ourselves out there and we're messaging all our customers and we do a little bit of marketing. And then all of a sudden the chickens come home to roost and there's all of this work to do and you've got to sort it all out and then it becomes overwhelming and the cycle kind of continues from there. Um, the thing I really wanted to touch on here is that 
as much as we love to get involved in the technical side of our businesses, I don't know any wealthy technicians, mm -hmm. right? I know, I know lots of wealthy business owners. I know lots of wealthy and successful people that use leverage to get further ahead in life, but I don't know too many, um, you know, uh, technicians that are financially free. And the reason for that is that there's lots of people that can do that. There's like, you know, we might've started our businesses as IT professionals and really good at tech and really great at fixing printers and, you know, really great at setting up email addresses. But at the end of the day, there's always someone that you can employ to do that or something you can deploy to do that. Um, so I think it's important to keep that in mind as we um, look to free up our time to grow our businesses. Yep. And what are some practical tips that you can share for improving efficiency or creating systems within an MSP organization that say a, a MSP owner or a technician can implement in order to free up some of their time? Right. Look, I think at the risk of talking about documentation, um, I'll talk about a different type of documentation. It's just simply documenting all the things that you do every day. I, I know for me, um, even with a, a large team now, um, whenever something comes across my desk that I need to work on, I just, I've got a little notepad here next to me that's like, oh, there's a task that I did today. And I keep track of all my tasks. And then um, I then reflect on those tasks. Say, well, how much of that really needed me? Was that just me kind of, you know, I wanted to sort of not focus on some of the bigger objectives at the company. So I decided to, you know, work on something that was a little like, you know, a, a, something that really could have been worked on by somebody else. Um, so I think documenting tasks is quite important and then sitting down and defining which of those tasks you can actually um, outsource. And by outsourcing, yes, of course, I might be referring to something like Benchmark, but also outsourcing to any other human being that has the capability to do it. Um, and keeping in mind that whole 80-20 rule, like let's say someone is only 80% as good at doing that task. You know, someone's only 80% as good, but if you're outsourcing lots of 80%, you are so much more effective than someone that tries to do everything themselves. Yep. And for a technical MSP business owner that is very on the tools and very emotionally invested in their business, it will often present or often be hard for them to accept 80% of the quality of work done. What right. are some tips that you can share in order for those businesses to disengage or I suppose, accept a level of or a quality of work that is not necessarily up to what they would do themselves personally? I don't know if I, I mean, I would challenge the, the whether it's a qualitative issue, but rather perhaps a time issue. Um, uh, achieving mastery at anything, you know, you, you might be an absolute superstar at interviewing on podcasts because you've done it lots and lots and lots of times. So, you're really good at it. It's great. And so the more you do it, the better you get at it. Now, somebody else might actually be a fantastic interviewer, but they might not have produced a podcast before. So it takes them a little bit longer than you to do the production work, right? That's not a qualitative issue. That's a time issue. And over time, as they continue to run with that work, they actually achieve a level of mastery, probably actually make even be better than you at it in due course. And so it's kind of like, it's not so much quality because when it comes to quality, when you're, when you're delegating any function, you need to keep an eye on quality. The quality sits with you. It's your responsibility to make sure that that individual does the work to your standard, but you've also got to give them enough rope to actually um, work on it and achieve mastery themselves. So yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, so then on that topic, we're talking about, um, I suppose, delegation and team building um, and working with your team in order to get them to take those tasks off your hand and free up your time. How can MSP owners effectively delegate tasks and responsibilities um, in order to reduce their workload? Is there a specific way that they can delegate or a methodology that they can use for delegation? Yeah, so to expand on that whole documentation, and, and again, I'm not referring to technical documentation, but documenting the tasks that you work on, I think the next step is to look at who is the best person to do it. Um, I've got my little notepad next to me with all the tasks that, you know, that end up in my inbox every day. But on my whiteboard in front of me, I've got, uh, I've got um, the words, whose job is this? Yeah. Right. And, and so when you're thinking about how to delegate, you then need to think about, is this a full-time role? You know, am I going to hire someone to do this? Well, their job description has to be very specific and contain those tasks and ensure that they're aware that from now on, when that task appears, that's going to be theirs to work on. Um, or looking at vendors to assist. So if it's, let's say, um, you know, one thing that we don't do amazingly well 24 hours a day here is marketing. So we rely on great marketing partners to help us market our business. We do we do a lot of stuff internally as well with stuff that, you know, is very localized for us. But but when, we, when it comes to really getting the job done right, we'll outsource that function. Um, we outsource janitorial work. We don't, you know, we don't pretend to be, great at that it's not a good a good way to spend time and so understanding with what things can be documented and then pushed internally to someone that uh it, you know it needs to be done done nearby on-site work comes to mind you know um you're not going to go to an outsourcing agency to do on-site work necessarily um or, or there's some limited options out there for that um but certainly help desk work marketing work accounting work bookkeeping work all of those things can be outsourced and so writing it all down and getting very explicit and specific about the things that you need to get off your plate. And also, and I think it's important to look at both sides of this coin is, well, then what will you do? You know, that now that you've, you know, now that you've, you've found the magic and you've found a way to outsource things, um, what will you focus on? And of course, anyone that's listened to this podcast before, I would, would know that I would say sales, you know, the number one thing that is very difficult to delegate in a small MSP is sales because you are the front man or woman and you know your product and you are passionate about it, that it's it's your time needs to go into the sales function. Yeah. What would you say to an MSP owner who wants to delegate but doesn't want to go into sales? Um, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Um, we've talked on this podcast many times before about the leaky bucket. So I do often hear MSPs say, I don't need sales. I run a lifestyle MSP. Um, my clients love me. They're never going to fire me. And then we hear not so long thereafter, well, one of the customers got acquired and now we don't know how to get another customer. Or one of our customers um, is, you know, sort of like maybe a, a baby boomer and decided to hang up their boots and they don't want to run a business anymore. And, and so we talked to a lot of MSPs like that who might have talked to us a year or two ago and said, I'm, you know, James, I don't get it. I don't need to be in sales. I'm, I'm happy and content only to find that they're blindsided by a client loss. Now, I think you've got to keep your hat in the ring in sales. I think you may not consider yourself a sales professional. You may not think this is what you want to do every day of your life, but having the expertise and the, and the, and the processes to acquire a new customer, I think are quite important if you wish to stay in business in the long run. Yeah. Cool. 
All right. So moving to the the next obvious questions around uh, either people or tools in order to help free up time. So the focus is on automation and technology. In your experience, what ways can technology and automation tools help MSPs streamline their operations in order to gain more control or of their time? Well, I mean, it's good good timing. I mean, if you look at just this explosion of tech with um, obviously large language models, ChatGPT, Claude, Bard, you name it, um, and all of the all of the iterations of those products, you know, that have been turned into sort of co-pilots for the various tools that we use. There has never been a better time to invest in automation. I've, I've actually, you know, over the years, I've I've not entirely bought into MSP automation because I feel like the the product at times it's the emperor's new clothes. You know, you get sold an RMM tool and um, it doesn't really automate that much. You know, you find yourself spending a lot of time fine tuning these tools. PSA solutions, I think, yes, there are some great products out there, but you know, we see a lot of smaller um, IT providers, perhaps a one-person or two-person show, making huge investments in PSA, RMM, and 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 document um, technology, only to find they've never been busier setting up and maintaining these tools instead of out on the road getting a new customer. Um, now, my view is starting to change with technologies like um, ChatGPT, for example, is that this can really help streamline some of the administrative functions in your business and help you to, you know, be a lot more creative as a business owner. Now, with that said, you can't just open up a chat box and say, great, now now go fix all the tickets or now go install all the servers. You need um, you need to develop expertise in using these tools. Um, for, me, for me recently, I just did an advanced prompt engineering course and I'm still only, you know, maybe 10% where I want to be in terms of my understanding and um, capability in using LLMs. Yep. Um, but it's a good start. And so what I'd love to see in the MSP space is more of a, um, if you can get off the day-to-day -day tools um, and if you can invest in educating yourself and skilling up on some of these new automation tools, absolutely the future is very bright for, for MSPs and, and automation services. Wonderful. Are there any specific tools or software platforms that you could recommend for MSPs just to start on? Well, I try to be um, not biased towards anything in particular. So I'll steer out of the channel. I'll stick, I'll stick away from the channel and just, again, refer to things like um, large language models because I'm just so passionate about them. I, I think that if you're still sitting there scratching your head trying to explain something to a customer in layman terms, I mean, the bot can do that, that for you now. It's such a powerful way to use the technology. Um, if you're looking to... Uh, develop some creative ideas for your marketing or for your website or to create a brief for a marketing agency. Um, I think tools, again, like ChatGPT, Claude and Bard are wonderful for that. Um, I think we need to embrace it. it. It frustrates. It's actually been so fascinating to see people that I encounter in my day-to-day -day life, lots of entrepreneurs and business owners and different people from different walks of life. I've found so much resistance in the MSP space to, to, um, to AI, but, you know, and, and I think, um, I get it. You know, it's 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 there's some fear there about well, what will that mean for our business, and what if our customers start doing crazy stuff with it? For me, it's like I hope they do. You know, I I hope customers adopt it um, as quickly as possible and get stuck in the weeds trying to manage it all, so that their managed service provider can step in and help them. That's that's yeah. my 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 dream for artificial intelligence at this stage. Mm, interesting. Okay, so. 
Moving across now to work-life balance, which is, uh, I suppose, a key indicator for personal benchmarks um, and for for MSPs, like an aspirational lifestyle or a work-life balance to achieve, um, maintaining a healthy work-life balance can be challenging. We all know Mm. this for MSP owners. So what strategies can an MSP owner employ to ensure that they have time for their own personal lives and their own personal well-being? Right, yeah. I think it's first understanding that it never stops. I mean, I'm I'm not sure who's tuning in to our podcast today, but if you're if you're kind of starting out and you think at some point the tickets settle down or the or the or the calls stop or the customers stop having tech issues, it's never going to happen. <laughs> I've been in the game for a really long time, and there's always a problem to solve. And I think we're natural problem solvers. Um, when you start a business, business is effectively a series of problems to be solved. And so we, 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 we go out and we keep solving and solving and solving. And then eventually we reach this point of overwhelm where it's like, I'm never on top. You know, you're never actually on top. And I think an acceptance of that and knowing that you have to switch off and recharge the batteries um, is really quite important. It certainly took me a long time to, to recognize that. Um, but once I recognized it, I realized that the, the workloads will be there tomorrow. Now, I can also hear my other self um, saying the workload might not be there tomorrow if the server goes down tonight and, you know, the customer's all angry about that. And that's where leverage is important. So, again, designating people that can, that can take that sort of, you know, take the, the load off your shoulders and maybe, maybe, maybe you are the on-call person, but maybe you have a little bit more free time during the day because you hire people during the day, or maybe you use an outsourcer to help with your 24-7 services. Um, I just think it's absolutely key to give yourself that that time to recharge the batteries and also to pursue things other than work um, because we we know as humans that we can't just work, 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 work. Um, mm-hmm. Eventually we'll burn out. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Do you have any cautionary tales or lessons learned from either your own experience or some of the other, the other MSPs in the market who have neglected their work-life balance in pursuit of growth and what happened? I think we see it every day. Um, it, it, you know, I know you're in this space as well, Lara, and you might go to a conference and you you see people that, you know, perhaps maybe not feeling as good as they, they could, um, maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed, maybe a little bit overweight, you know, um, there's, there's certainly lots of MSPs I've spoken to say, all I want is a bit of time to just work on my diet, go to the gym. Um, I think we see this like every single day in our space. So it's a very desk bound kind of career and, and doesn't necessarily enable um, or doesn't sort of create the environment where you're out sort of pushing and lifting and walking and running each day, unless you proactively do that. So I think we do see it every day. Um, and I think that that we all need to recognize that as the journey goes on, um, it gets a lot more challenging. And so it's important to allocate time for that 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 balance um, and that health balance. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, are there any key milestones or benchmarks, as in personal benchmarks, that MSPs should look for or should aim for to know that when they're on the right track to achieving time freedom? Mm. Um. I, the, waking up in the morning without having to go immediately to your email or to the ticketing system because you think something's gone horribly, horribly wrong 
while you were asleep. I was actually yeah. just talking, we just had our annual year-end party. We held it in the Philippines um, on a yacht, <laughs> which was really cool. And um, it was like this big celebration of our team and, and some of our partners came along. We were talking about the fact that it wasn't too long ago that we would wake up in kind of like a, a sheer panic. You know, yeah. what what's going to be in the inbox? Is there, is there going to be a system down? Is there, a, is there something that I didn't do yesterday and I'm getting a talking to today? about it and I should have gotten back to the client or or something along those lines. So my personal benchmark was the day that I stopped waking up and checking my emails yep. immediately when I woke up in a panic or checking for any missed calls. Um, and I only got there by using leverage. I only got there by um, outsourcing certain functions and growing a team to deliver certain functions. So those things still happen, but they're in a, in a like the person that looks after that or the people that look after that, that's all they do. So they they don't have the same stresses as as a business owner. That's like I've got to do that, and I've got to work on marketing, and I've got to work on sales, and I got you know. But before your days even started, you're feeling overwhelmed. So I think a great personal benchmark is that that kind of creating that distance between you know, your your rest time and your your early morning um, time to time to relax, and yep. then and then being able to sort of control your day from there and decide what you're going to work on let's that's another benchmark um the decision the waking up and deciding i'm only going to work on one thing you know um at, at at benchmark i have i'm the luckiest owner founder in the world in that i wake up and i say i just want to work on one particular aspect of the company um right now we're working on some of our products and so i have the freedom without the interruption so a good personal benchmark is work without interruption, the the, the ability to, to um, control your day. Yep. And another and one I think is family. Yep. You know, not everyone listening in would, would necessarily um, have a family or maybe just thinking of starting a family. But if you do have a family, it's so important to set that time aside because it goes really fast. Um, I've got a couple of teenage kids and, you know, and a little one as well. And, and you just realize like, wow, you turn around and they're in high school and then before you know it. Um, and so I think these are these are minutes that you never get back. And so um, a good personal benchmark is making sure that there's an allocation for whatever whatever's important in your personal life. Um, and that might be children, it might be exercise, it might be community, charity, church, whatever that is for you. I think it's important to be able to say, hey, um, yeah, I, I, I run a business, but I also... Um, pursue these other things that are important to me too. Mm, absolutely. And that all comes down to what you've mentioned before about having the right leverage or the right team and the right tools in order to execute. So right. would you say that um, for Benchmark internally and also for your partners that the Benchmark team helps to be able to work for MSP owners to work without interruption, to not wake up feeling anxiety and, and also to have time for their family? Absolutely. Um, the, that's the feedback that we generally get that, you know, at first it's a little bit scary. Um, it's like you referred to earlier in the, in the show, Lara, that people fear the 80%, you know, if I, if I outsource something and it's only 80% as good as what I do, um, then it's not good enough. And we, we talked about how that, that can be overcome. Um, but there's always that little bit of a rocky period or a little bit of a fear that, you know, what if this doesn't, doesn't work as well. Once they're over that hump, their immediate comment is, wow, you know, like the phone, the phone's not ringing. And it's so so phenomenal, particularly if you run a busy help desk. Um, it's kind of eerie, you know, when you decide that you're going to get 
another group to handle that first line support and the phone's not ringing. You're like, is everything okay? You kind of panic sets in. And then when you log into our platform, which is called Smart Desk, and you can see everything's okay and the tickets are being worked on and the customers are happy and satisfied, that that in and of itself is like just amazing, particularly if you've been dealing with it for many, many years. Um, yep. From there, it can be a little while, right? There's that sort of that, that, that bumpy period, then a settlement period where you breathe a sigh of relief. Then there's the maybe planning that first vacation in a while, maybe saying to the wife, finally, I can go and, or, or husband, um, finally, I can go and not um, not take my phone with me or I can turn my phone mm. off for a few days. The, the team are taking care of it. Um, and then from there, we see, we, we've seen some amazing things. Like we've seen some of our partners go on, you know, track days and they've never driven a Ferrari before or a BMW. And it's like, you know, cool, I can take the day off. And so it's that, that sort of, I call that business mastery, you know, when you, you sort of reach that point where like everything they told you, like maybe 20 years ago when you started your business, like you're going to be able to do all this cool stuff and finally you're actually doing it. You've actually achieved it. I think that's, that's really awesome to see. Um, and again, at our, at our year end party to see some partners there achieve that mastery to be able to fly halfway across the world and spend some time on a tropical Island and party with um, some of their colleagues, I think is like, that's the, just, that's when you realize it works. That's that's the benchmark. Yeah. Yeah, that's the benchmark <laughs> for sure. Okay. And I suppose drilling down into that, can you share, I suppose, some real world examples or real life examples of some of your customers? So benchmark 365's MSP owners who have successfully scaled their business with benchmark. And what sort of time freedom are they experiencing now? Is there one that stands out in particular? Yeah, um, only because he's fresh in my mind. We just had a, a, a fellow that runs a managed service provider in Vancouver. Um, his name's Tony Chow. He's from Purple O Consulting. Um, really common style of partner for us in that, you know, small business owner, um, 30 or so customers, working tickets, trying to work on other pursuits, two children, you know, a, you know, a partner. And, um, you know, Tony joined us a few years ago and was, similar sort of story, a little reluctant. How are you going to service my clients? I know my clients better than your clients. And we put that, that you know, we put the systems in place. Um, we developed a meeting cadence so that we were talking every week. And really long story short, you know, there he is on a boat with us in um, in Cebu in the Philippines and, and um, had the time to take a few weeks away from his business because Benchmark's taking care of it. Um, we've got lots of stories like that on our website. There's lots of case studies. Now, that story may not appeal to everybody. There are larger MSP businesses that say, no, I, I want to be in the grind. Like, I want to work and I don't need you to help me take a vacation, but I actually need you to help my middle management take a vacation. Yep. Right? You know, there's the service managers, the one that's, you know, running around like a headless chicken. Now, you might have achieved your own personal mastery as an owner, but how do you also provide um, some leverage for your key people so that they don't leave. And we hear a lot of stories like that, that um, MSPs signed up with Benchmark because you know, they were feeling okay, but they were feeling like, well, if I keep driving my team this hard, or if I don't skill up my team, or if I don't get my team off level one and onto two and three and beyond, uh, they're going to leave. Yep. They're going to go somewhere else where there's a more rewarding environment. So yeah, yeah. hopefully those examples help. Mm, absolutely. Okay, cool. And just a couple more questions left before we uh, before we wrap up. So in terms of future trends, um, future trends and looking towards the future in order to free up some time, 
what what do you see as some future trends and some challenges to the MSP industry that may impact uh, their ability to pursue time freedom? Mm. Um, well, I think the trend now is AI and large language models and just a, 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 like we're going through another revolution of technology. I don't think any of us expected, well, I shouldn't say any of us, but a lot of us feel a little blindsided by just how mature this technology is. Like people talk about AI, it was in the movies, and then all of a sudden it's at the fingertips of every single um, person in the world, pretty much. Yep. Um, I think that's going to present huge challenges as customers take matters into their own hands and want to dabble with and play with different technologies. And through that, I think it creates enormous opportunity, absolutely enormous opportunity. And so... Um, so I see that the big trend in, in technology is AI. Um, the risk to MSPs is what I referred to earlier. If you're not taking the time to educate yourself and embrace these technologies and skill up your team, you could get left behind. And so if you're you're still kind of doing it old school, um, you know, Lara, when I started Benchmark, outsourcing was a relatively new kind of concept, right? Mm. Um, and it was only sort of a few a few in the industry that had the, um, the confidence to go and do something like that. Today, it's really common. So if you still haven't embraced it, it's probably worth another look because it's matured quite significantly since the since the old days of telcos outsourcing offshore and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I think the risk to, to MSPs is the rapid change in technology, the rapid adoption of new technology by their customer and the, the 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 MSP themselves not keeping up and still kind of doing it old school. Yep. Yeah, the lack of innovation. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and then closing thoughts. Um, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice on how to achieve time freedom while scaling their business, what would it be? You're not as good as you think you are. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's so many things we think as 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 humans um, that we think only I can do that. You know, I'm I'm the best person to walk down to the to the mailbox and pick up the mail. I'm the best person to um, talk to the customer about a specific issue. I'm the best person, and and we would never be anywhere in the world if we were all just you know trying to do everything ourselves. Um, you have to rely and rely on other people and trust them. And sometimes you've got to make some mistakes. Sometimes you. You do delegate something and it doesn't go as well well as you like. Um, a story for uh, maybe a final story for me is um, early on in my in my career in business, I used to take a really huge risk. I would actually take a three day break and switch off my phone, knowing full well that things were going to break. And then I would come back and things were broken, and I would write down, well, what was it that broke and how do I delegate that so that someone else is responsible for it and it was always kind of very delegatable things it was like a bill didn't get paid on time because I was the only one that had the authority to pay a particular invoice and I just set it up as an automatic payment and the problem was solved or a customer would call my cell phone because they hadn't been educated to call the help desk number so bit by bit this is how I ended up building a process manual for for my MSP and I still do that to this day Um, I just took a week away from the, the office and um, was busy doing other stuff and um, wrote down everything that didn't go 100% my way uh, or the company's way and then embedded it. And so remembering that 
um, first of all, you're not as good as you think you are. Someone else can do it. And actually capturing all of those tasks and writing them down so that you can actually delegate them instead of kind of re acting reactively every time something um, comes across your desk. Mm, very helpful advice. Absolutely. Sure. All right, great. Um, well, that's all that we have time for today. Thanks again, James, for your time and your industry expertise on the MSP sector. Um, for more information and to check out some extra podcasts and case studies, please go to Benchmark 365's website at www.benchmark365.com. Thanks, James. Thanks, Lara. Thanks, everyone.